The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win on $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from a freezing cold Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast corner of England. I've got my bobble hat on indoors uh, in the middle of the afternoon. That's how cold I am. Um, Today is Wednesday, November the 2nd. And we are here to preview game number four of the World Series and give out a DFS lineup for the game that we'll go off today, Wednesday evening, um, or 8.03 Eastern first pitch. And join me, um, as always, for our early morning shows uh, is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? Doing great, Malcolm. Honestly, game three was quite stunning. Uh, 7-0 victory for the Phillies. Uh, thoughts and prayers to those who had the over 7.5 as they put up 7 yeah. in the first five innings, and it just did not cross the line. Yeah, well, you pretty much single-handedly saved the uh, what what reputation this show might have um, on the graphic last night by going two for two. I mean, I was I've totally blanked in game one, was um, swept the board in game two, and blanked again last night. I was I was Houston and other things, Houston and under last night. Um, but you you managed to get the Phillies over the line for us. And what was your other play? You got you got two in, the, didn't you? I had the Phillies in the first five over four. Yeah, that was it. Um, I mean, in terms of a recap, the the major talking point has been Lance McCullers and whether or not he was tipping pitches. Now, I think you're in a better position than me um, to be able to try and get to the bottom of this. So what did you make of it all? Because Phillies pounced on him early and often. Well, Malcolm, uh, you know, as a pitcher myself and as a guy that rode the bench like I did, um, (laughs) I was able to, you know, get a lot of reps and just trying to pick up things that might be tells on pitchers. Now, I don't even think the world would have noticed this if Bryce Harper doesn't get caught in 4K by Fox cameras going, hey, Alec Bohm, come here. I have something to tell you. Puts his hand over his face and then tells him whatever it was. And both of them homered on the first pitch of their at-bat. So Bryce Harper, homers, two-run homer in the first inning. Uh, The third out is made. And then uh, after he tells Bohm what happens, Bohm then homers on a different pitch, but it was still the first pitch of his at bat as well. So I'm like, this has got to be some kind of way. Hey, like he's pitching his tipping his pitches somehow. Now there's multiple things to look at uh, when you could be tipping your pitches, whether it's like, do you move your glove at all when you're changing the pitch in your hand? is your glove in a different position. Um, We saw it with Tyler Glass now in the postseason not too long ago where he literally, on a a fastball, would set his uh, 
glove down at his waist, but on off speed, he would keep it up at his feet yeah. and the stretch. And the same kind of thing, I think Twitter caught on with the glove. Uh, honestly, I was writing an article for SGPN. Uh, I wrote an article uh, putting out the college football playoff rankings and doing a bunch of betting lines. So check that out for me. But honestly, I thought I was at the forefront. Hey, I figured out what he's doing. I, I think I know what his tip is. Needless to say, Twitter was doing it the whole time while I was writing this article. Um, the truth is, I'm going to bring my mic close to me. There were <laughs> multiple, multiple tells that Lance McCullers was doing. First off, it was it looked like his glove height was different for both yeah. pitches. Uh, it looked like that's the, the big one that the the majority of people have picked up on it's the glove height. It's going, okay. It was going three or four inches higher yeah. um, for the fastball rather than the off-speed stuff for the off-speed rather than the fastball, but yeah. still um, it's, it's a, it's a thing with the grip. So like mentally you tell yourself, you have to get on top of the ball, which means you are by nature starting yourself higher that yeah. way you get the spin on the rotation where's my baseball that way you're coming on top of the ball so if you're starting up here your your rotation your throw is already there and you're creating the spin whereas a fastball you're coming from down under and over the top most of the time so um the thing that i caught on was different than most other people i was looking at the legs and there was one thing that was put out, and it was a video of him going out of the slide step. Now, that's with a runner on base. That really, it is no leg kick at all, basically nothing, and you are just going straight to the plate. You're trying to limit the or hinder the runner from stealing second. Um, so that one, that one was, uh, I believe it was Harper's home run because there was a runner on first base. So there was, like, no leg kick at all. But when he did have a leg kick – I found it hard to tell where the glove was because he's got this over the head wind up with his glove. So when I, when he was in his balance point, I looked at where is his left heel? And I was able to find out that, you know, it's like an inch further out on his fastball compared to his off speed. It's just really weird how some of these tips work and professional hitters who have employees that are paid to die sect video on opposing pitchers they have all the information ready at their hands where they're able to know hey this guy does this and whatnot and my big brain thinking here is like they have seen this from previous mccullers starts prior to even seeing him yeah so mccullers has been doing this for quite a while and post game mccullers said no i wasn't tipping pitches that's either one mental because he's just denying that he was giving the other team exactly what was coming going old 2017 astros banging on trash cans without doing that but just telling them hey i'm throwing this so you're immediately in denial i've had a teammate that tip pitches by maneuvering his glove. If he was getting a grip on a curveball, um, and I, I used to catch, uh, and I, I caught that for him and he was like, no. And we had no video. So it was hard to convince him that he was doing it. But, um, needless to say five runs against Wheeler and the first four pitches, three of them were doubles. The Astros have been known to pick up on tells on pitchers too. Um, 
McCullers might not want this thing to go out like too big because now now you might have the Phillies looking into, hey, digested a little bit more on our own pitchers or some of them doing it to us. You know what I mean? So especially with Wheeler, like that was a big, a big like alarm going off in my head is like Astros lost game one and they come out in game two and they were on him like nothing. Like first yeah. four pitches, three doubles, and they scored three runs on the first inning. Did they know something was coming? That's just my my head going wandering. But uh let's let's talk about something else in game three. Did you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all part of the game, really. Um the captain saying oh and uh, go bear cats is in the chat. Uh first time I've spotted him in a little while. Uh, good afternoon, go bear cats. Um um a little bit of uh little bit of praise for you, you no, know, saying you picked up on this pretty early. I know you were in the Discord last night. Um while I was uh, I was fully asleep, um, but you were you were chatting about this in the Discord last night, and you were on it pretty sharp. So, I mean, all that being said, you've still got in the batter's box in front of fifty thousand people when your adrenaline's pumping. Is you've got a fraction of a second to pick it up, decide what's going on, and then still have the athletic ability to hit the ball four hundred feet. So. I mean, yeah, it's not I a... stat. I think all five home runs were over 400. Uh, wow. I, I don't know if that's true because there was a wall scraper by Brandon Marsh over yeah. the right field. But, I mean, that's what I heard. Uh, so, off of the – I think there was the Fox broadcast or something like that. But go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, they've still the, – the Phillies still have to, to react and, and execute. You know what I mean? They have to be able to put those balls um, out of the yard. Yeah, 100%. the changeup that Schwarber hit out—it was he hit it like 450. That changeup's low and outside. That was a perfect pitch, and he just leaned back on it and blasted it over the batter. He absolutely like, that smashed. Hell? That was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, in the uh, in the midst of all that, uh, Lance McCullers became the first pitcher ever in postseason baseball to give up five home runs. I mean, the thing is that the Astros could have pulled him. Tweet, or did you see the tweet that I found from McCullough? Yeah, where he was uh, flexing on his, his lowest home run rate in the majors yeah. record. Um, I think the, the Astros could have pulled him earlier on. So there's a lot more things at play. It wasn't just this one thing that, that turned the game. Um, yeah. When Nick Castellanos made that running grab again, he's made the idea. That's the third time he's made that exact catch. The exact same catch. He's a terrible defensive the, outfielder. A yeah. Terrible, like, all year, he's been brutal. And he's made it was a big, a big part of our handicap. sliding catch. Yeah, pre-series um, was a big part of our handicap. We mentioned the Phillies. He's made the same catch three times now in the post-series. Yeah. And then we, we can't get past this without mentioning Ranger Suarez as well, who I thought was absolutely exceptional. He, um, he had a great second half of the season when I was kind of expecting him maybe to drop off a little bit. There was a few little red flags. In his um in his stats and his analytics, but he actually came good, and he was amped up last night. His uh, velocity was up two or three mph and everything. So he was clearly uh, the the adrenaline was coursing through his veins as well last night. So uh, yeah, a little tip of the cap to Ranger Suarez because, like I say, you've got to go out there and do it. And even if um, Phillies did have a read on McCullers, that would have meant nothing if Suarez had gone and given out a similar amount of runs as well. So yeah, hats off to. To Ranger Suarez. Um, we move on to game four then this evening. We have got, um, like I say, it's an 8 or 3 Eastern first pitch. It is Christian Javier for Houston and Aaron Nola, who pitched game one, is back on the mound for the Phillies. We've got to pick him. It is minus 110 each of two. 
And the total here is set at seven and a half. So where do you want to lead with the handicap, Noah? I'll start with both starting pitchers, I guess, for game four of the World Series. Christian Javier, 1-0 and with a 135 ERA, seven strikeouts, three walks in two postseason appearances. One was a start against the Yankees, and one was a relief appearance where he pitched one inning against Seattle, did give up a run there that was his only run given up in this postseason so far. Philadelphia going back to Aranola. So that prediction pre-series where I said, hey, this could happen, Aranola going game one, game four, game seven, yeah. is in the fold. Now, Aranola did have a bad start in game one in a winning effort. Game four, go out and shove. Game seven, you win it in Houston. He's got a <laughs> he's got a chance to make an argument for MVP. Aaron Nola, two and one with a four fifty seven ERA, twenty three strikeouts, five walks in four postseason games. Really, that four fifty seven ERA has come in his last two starts, where he's given up all of his runs this postseason against the Padres and the Astros. On normal rest, Nola will make his second start in Game Four of the World Series. In Game One, Nola pitched four point one innings. He gave up five earned runs, and four of those were credited to Kyle Tucker on two home runs. Nola tallied five strikeouts and two walks on October 3rd. Nola also faced the Astros, went 6.2, gave up two hits, no runs, had nine punches and no walks. Malcolm, uh, those are the two pitchers for the game. Would you like to hear game analysis? You want to talk about more of the pitchers? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, Christian Abbey particularly because it's the first time we've seen him. Um <clears throat> This this series and that's a bit quite head scratchy really because he's so good he's absolutely outstanding um, he's one of my favourites so the, yeah the fact that he can roll out as the fourth starter uh, is quite remarkable really um, his one postseason appearance so far he held the Yankees to zero earned runs on one hit over five and a third in a five to nothing in a five to nothing win yeah yeah huge fan of of Javier it's a, it's a good match of this um, against Philly Javier is going to come at them with high fastballs. I think he gets a lot of swing and miss on that slider. Um, and But Philly have been able to hit that pitch as well. They've been one of the best teams at hitting that pitch uh, this season. So, yeah, going to be interesting. Um, take us into your handicap, Noah. So, I'm seeing two-thirds of the money coming in on the over seven and a half. Here's why I think this game hits the under seven and a half. Everybody sees Nola's last appearance where he gave up five runs, but on full rest at home in front of the fans at the bank, I think he settles down and he dials in. The Phillies have their top four arms on great arrest in the bullpen and Jose Urquidy last night in game three, when the game was practically over and a lot of people were just distracted trying to figure out what Lance McCullers was doing, everybody getting ready for post-game talk or actually just going to bed because the game was practically over at 7-0. to zero. Jose Urquidy ate three big innings in Game 3 to keep the Astros' bullpen loaded. I lean the Astros to win the game, but I'm not betting it. Uh, I also put a unit on... Kyle Tucker to record over one and a half hits plus runs plus RBIs at plus 105. I lean Astros to win betting that Tucker prop and I'm also betting the under Malcolm. The only reasoning why I have the lean for the Astros here is that they were just shut out and the Phillies put up seven runs on Tuesday night. Is there a little bit of a hangover in Philadelphia? 
I my handicap, my pick is very similar to yours. Actually, I've I've, I've skinned the same cat, but in a slightly different way. I kind of I've had to pump the brakes on Houston. I picked Houston three games now because I kind of had to. Um, got them over the line once with a run line, which was okay. Um, but Philly do have momentum. And Houston last night looked a little bit shell-shocked. Momentum is a real thing. It exists. Um, there's definitely something going on. And you're talking about little treats, like the coaching thing, like we've just spent all that time talking about um, the 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 analysis, the, the recognition of what's going on, especially the top of that order. You've got a lot of big players who are kind of coming together, just gelling at the right time. Um, the Houston Bats, I think, have to show up at some point. They got to Nola last week. My pick here, I've got... Now, this is on my local book, Noah, so I I don't imagine they've made this market up without there being a similar market elsewhere. Um, I've got the highest scoring period, which is a match between the first five innings and the rest of the game. Um, so for me, the... The market here is the first five innings at minus 105 or the rest of the game at plus 120. Uh, so I'm going to take the first five innings as the oh, highest yeah. scoring period here for exactly the reasons you just well the, the list of names in that Phillies bullpen who didn't go. Um, the Astros, we know their bullpen was one of the big things that we handicapped anyway. Um, so there's been a lot of early runs. There's been a lot of early aggression from both teams um, in the last couple of games. So we can get some runs on the board here. And then I think this will settle down. Javier, you said Nola can settle in. And then we'll get into the bullpens. We got, I think we could see a bullpen duel here. We've talked about SP pitching duels. We could see a bullpen duel. So um, for me, I love that little, just something different as well, because I needed to get away from just taking Houston on the money line. So I was looking for an alternative. Houston, uh, sorry, the, the highest scoring period uh, to be the first five innings over the rest of the game at minus 105. Um, it was an alternative also. The, the first five over was the three and a half. Um, but that was a shorter price. That was um, minus 114. So this is actually a better price. And it's a kind of a similar bet, I think. It's the, it the same kind. It's the same ballpark. Uh, but a little, you're getting like 11 points. Because you can points a 2 win for the whole game and still cash that first. The first yeah, five exactly. You've got it. So yeah, that's what I thought. Do you reckon, is that the... Have you seen that market before? Is that a US market or am I talking to myself here? Um, I've not actually seen it, uh, but I like the pick. And if you can find it wherever the listeners are betting, I like the pick a lot. Now, Malcolm, we yes. all this talk has been about, hey, the Phillies have four guys that they heavily reply, rely on. And once you get past that, and I've been – the, at the forefront of this argument, once you get past those four guys, they don't really have much else. Everybody in this bullpen has almost everybody in this bullpen has pitched in this World Series already. The bullpen hasn't given up a single run, so they're kind of. I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of backfire um, with this whole Philly bullpen nonsense, but you know we've been betting it all year. That's my that's like my mentality. If it if it worked for us all year, um, for me, it's hard for me to change my thought process on that. But I mean, at this moment, they look really good. So I like the bet. I like the under for the full game because I think that both bullpens are going to get involved and do well. Um, the other, I did have one other pick here, which was the Christine Javier strikeouts. Um, 
five and a half uh, at plus 200. Like I say, he gets a lot of swing and miss. He's going to attack them early with a say high heat. There's um, Philly will come out swinging because he'll be full of confidence. And I think Javier, I'm going to, I think we're going to get some length uh, tonight out of Javier. So over five and a half k's at plus um, plus two hundred was my other pick on that one. I know you're a you're a strikeout man. So um, Javier, are you are you confident or not, or would you be trying to talk me out of that? I'm not crazy about it. I would be trying to talk you out about uh, out of it. Uh, he okay. did face the Yankees 5.1 innings, had five strikeouts this postseason. Um, you look back at his other other starts, though, and he's crossed that number fine. I just think that Dusty has seen a little bit of, uh, I guess, clap back or whatever you want to call it from fans and just talking heads about, hey, he maybe should have pulled Verlander a little bit earlier. Hey, yeah. he probably should have pulled Lance McCullers earlier than give, allowing him to give up seven runs. So maybe we see him go to that dominant bullpen a little bit early, pull that trigger a little bit earlier than normal. That's my Yeah, opinion. you're absolutely right. I just, I mean, I said myself about 15 minutes ago that McCullers could have come out earlier. Uh, I'm talking myself into Javier going longer here. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I want my cake. Andy this. Um so yeah, uh, happy with that. That's a, that's a nice handicap, and it's been a great series. I'm still thoroughly enjoying uh, postseason baseball. Uh, we're going to give a DFS lineup uh, momentarily. I'll tell you about the win bet first. Our headline sponsor. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing you the excitement to win Las Vegas. Right, your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Uh, the WinBet Win Hour every Thursday from 5 till 6 Eastern. Uh, marquee games of the week will have better odds for you to pick up there. Loads of promos, odds, and payouts right now at WinBet. Um, sign up today, receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget our YouTube promo uh, is still going where you can win that LT or Brian Dawkins jersey. Free to enter. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video, a new chance to win. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Okay, so we picked a DFS lineup the other night, Noah, and the game got pulled. I then pretty much played the exact same lineup last night against um, Suarez rather than was it Syndergaard? I think we anyway. I played yeah. the same lineup. It was dog shit. Um, I had McCullers <laughs> and Houston bat. So I think that's the first one really that we. Um, I put it on later. Do you know what it was? I wanted to keep my little streak going for my rewards, etc. So I just quickly pressed all the buttons and on it went. Um, there's a couple of quid I'm never getting back again but apart from that we've done okay so um, we'll go to the well again uh, lead us off what have you got in DFS tonight all right so for my DFS team I worked it backwards um, and I'll explain it in a little bit when I talk about my utility players but as for my captain I mentioned his name earlier I'm betting his over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs because he absolutely daddied Aranola in game one. At 13.8K, my captain is going to be Kyle Tucker. He had the best PVB on the slate. That's pitcher versus batter stats. I'm hoping for some of the same 
of game one and game four here as he had those two home runs. So uh, Kyle Tucker, I'm pulling a Dylan Rock. I am Dylan Rockford. I'm <laughs> Kyle Tucker as my captain here. Okay, I struggled with this. I couldn't get any players into it. They were all seemed too expensive. By the time I put like two in, I couldn't afford anybody else. So I had to go really cheap uh, for my captain just to get in uh, a couple of the players that I wanted. So I'm on Brandon Marsh as my skipper. Uh, that will be at a price of $9,000. Um, it's been in decent form in the postseason. He's a fun player to watch. Uh, he does bits of everything. He can run. Hit one out again last night. Uh, so with his iron, uh, give me Brandon Marsh at 9K. Noah. Yeah, did you see Insano in the chat? <laughs> I have just noticed Insano in the chat is mentioning that it's RIP. Um, I've a 50 to 1 Chas McCormack, and he is absolutely right. It has indeed yeah. uh, gone tits up. Yeah, we're pulling the old uh, don't roster him today, and maybe he goes deep. Because we're not. We are, we've gone for the uh, we've gone for the reverse gamble in saying, we've talked about it. Yeah, right. We're if we're not going to mention him, he's he's going to hit four home runs. We're not complaining about the production that Chaz McCormick has given us out of the eight hole for the Astros. Almost a, a hit every game and a walk every game here in the World Series, but that's just not enough when you got Kyle Tucker on your hit, on your team hitting two home runs. Bregman's also got a big home run with a couple of RBIs, and then on the other side, other side you have. Bryce Harper and all the other Phillies that are hitting home runs. You kind of have to hit a home run and gain some RBIs to win the World Series MVP nowadays or be a lockdown pitcher. Sadly, Chaz McCormick looks tipped up for the MVP long shot, Mr. 50 to 1. Okay. Now I said I was working backwards with my DFS lineup. I'm starting with my punt plays, just like you have Brandon Marsh. As your captain for your squad, I have Brandon Marsh at 6K on my squad. Um, I have overlooked him as the left-handed bat Philly punt play. Uh, I've chosen Bryson Stott for almost every game in this World Series so far. For the same reasoning as Stott in this DFS contest, I I like Brandon Marsh because he's going to see a lot of right-handed pitching. And in his career as an angel against Christian Javier, Brandon Marsh is four for seven with three singles and a double. So looking pretty nice in his career, batting 571 against the Houston starter tonight. Okay, so um, I'll stick my punt play out there as well. You told me that um, David Hensley is going to get the start um, for Houston. So I said I really struggled uh, financially here to get everybody in. So um, he was the cheapest option. I've gone with Maldonado. I was bored of taking Maldonado. And for some reason, he's really crept up in price um he's been he's been sort of bumming around the four i'm sure he's been around the four thousand mark a couple of times and he's up to six thousand something um so yeah but i've got uh, david hensley at five thousand hopefully he can eke out uh, half a dozen points off him yeah david hensley's also my other punt play at 5k the astros they made a switch at designated hitter they went from trey mancini who is now over 28 this postseason yep. uh and they Put in the rookie, the 26-year-old rookie, David Hensley, uh, in game three, and Hensley rewarded them with a hit. So I think if you can get a punt play at 5K, he's clearly the cheapest starter on in game four, and he got a hit yesterday. So if he's going to give you some points at 5K, I think you have to take him. So David Hensley at 5K. 
Okay, so going up from, from bottom to top here. I, I've also played Bryson Stott just about every line that we'll put out. So, again, I'm trying to switch everything up here. I'm switching all my look up. So I've taken the other um, the other filly with the lovely hair. Alec Boom at $7,200. Um, hit a bomb last night because Bryce Harper told him to. And um, was only hitting 200, I think, in, in poor season before that. But, yeah, that might just alive in the book. Um, again last night again he's a stolen race candidate but uh, just a little switch from a switcher from my Bryson stock train so yeah give me Alec Boom hopefully we might get another Boom run out of him at 7200 I like that Boom run that's <laughs> like some of the terms that I was pulling out of my hat at the beginning of the season I was trying to yeah I was trying to join in <laughs> yeah um so I have left myself with 26.2k in three players so I can spend up I can go wherever I want with this and I'm like, you know what? My lean for this game is Astros. I'm not um, crazy enough or, I uh, guess, willing enough to put money on them to win on the money line. My whole reasoning is I just think the Philly bats are going to come out a little bit slow after putting up seven last night. I definitely think the Philly bullpen is going to be great. But the Houston Astros did just hit Nola a little bit in game one. So... I've decided with 26.2K left over to take the three hottest bats in the Astros lineup. So that gives me at 7.6K, he's climbing in price, just like you said Maldonado is. Yuli Gurriel has jumped up about 1.2K in price through three games this World Series. He is averaging 7.9 points this postseason, where he's hitting 333 with an 825 OPS. Um, and I mentioned I was taking the three hottest bats for the Astros and hottest bats in the Astros lineup this postseason. So I'm just going to rattle them all off. 8.6K, uh, Jeremy Pena. The ALCS MVP is averaging 10.4 fantasy points per game with a 289 batting average and a 919 OPS. And lastly, at 8.8K, give me Alex Bregman. He has the most RBIs in this Astros order with nine this postseason. He's averaging 9.9 fantasy points per game with a 293 average and a 941 OPS this postseason. So, Malcolm, I really like this lineup. I really do, because I got Kyle Tucker, who hit two bombs in game one off of Aaron Nola. Then the three hottest Astros bats in the order right next to Kyle Tucker. So I think all of them are going to work together. Hopefully this stack goes well. And I have David Hensley as my punt play. He's going to be batting seven, maybe eight. I think it's. I think he's batting seven. So I have two, four, five, six, seven in the Astros order. And then I have Brandon Marsh. On the other side, what do you think? Yeah, well, I um had loads of money left as well, so I kind of did a similar thing to you. Started in the same place, Yuli Guriel hitting three thirty three, um, uh, just a source of points, kind of kind of a high floor guy. Um, I think uh, Captain Sino wants to captain Guriel in his lineup. Um, I then oh, got yeah. back to Jordan Alvarez, um, who I was absolutely. Um, fanboyed on in the early part of the uh, of the playoffs. So I, mean, I want to bounce back from Jordan. He's going to make himself relevant again at $9,600. And I got a picture in there. You didn't. Um, I um, do like the chances of Christian, Christian Javier tonight. Um, I know you've said Dusty might be inclined to pull him a little bit sooner, but if Houston can get out to a 
maybe a three or four run lead and uh, Javier can get along to the six and he can cash my strikeouts um, and he can put me in a good position in this contest as well. So at 11,200, Javier was kind of my big play there. So um, I have got Brandon Marsh as my skipper with Alvarez, Guriel, Boom, Hensley and Javier. I, li- I, li- I like how both of us attacked it. Um, yeah. I think Aaron Nola was pulled early uh, in game one. And I think even if he does go well, I think they're going to want to keep his pitch count low because I think he's coming out in game seven. And they have the bullpen to get him out of there after four or five. So even if he pitches well, I don't think Aaron Nola is the greatest play at that amount of money. So I think that's why we're both avoiding him. Uh, you stated your opinion on Javier. I'm just a little scared that he might get pulled early as well with a full rest Astros bullpen, and we both lean Astros bets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just I hope it's a, another good game. I, I, I wouldn't mind it going. Again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a, a, a strong opinion either way. I'd like it to go 2-2, uh, then maybe 3-2 Philly tomorrow. So just sets us up for, for more fun for more fun baseball. Um and that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of this little preview. We've got enough time to get it out for everyone to consume on their drive home from work or whatever you're doing. Um, what? Uh, oh, we had a Batman come out up the path, Noah. About four, about four people after uh, after you punted Batman on me. Halloween. Was that only last night, or was it the night before? The night before, wasn't it? Ago, yeah, it was two nights now. ago. Yeah, we had a um, about twenty minutes after we got on air. We had a Batman come up there, so you were close. Yeah, I'm not really a big comic or Marvel or DC guy, but Batman is just like a big hit, you know? Yeah, we had quite a lot of cheerleaders. Cheerleaders, I think, was the uh, really was the most popular. Yeah, there was quite a lot of um, quite a lot of cheerleaders. So yeah, you were a bit unlucky with your Batman punt. Um, I'm going out to drink beer tonight, uh, which is Ooh, good. I'm going up like the coast. Fun. Yeah, it does sound like fun. Uh, I've got a friend of mine visiting from New Zealand who we used to play football with, so we're all going out. Up the coast, although, like I say, it is pitch black, it is freezing cold, and the rain is going sideways past the window. So it doesn't look like the nicest weather, but we'll go and brave it, and I'm sure with every pint, uh, we'll get a little bit warmer. So, yeah, looking forward to that tonight. And I'll get home just in time to watch the first hour before I pass out um, of the of the game tonight. So what are you up to? Uh, nothing too special, just behind the scenes working on a new project for myself and a few others in SGPN around college basketball. Hopefully nice. that works out. Um, so that's where a lot of my time is at right now. Uh, also, honestly, uh, school, <laughs> school work and stuff. <laughs> school. So I, I love distracting myself with gambling. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I uh, went on the mothership with Sean and Ryan and did a Breeders' Cup preview uh, yesterday. So if you're looking forward to getting amongst the the horses at the weekend uh, races are on Friday and Saturday. So go and find that wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we said the word arse a lot um, over the course of that hour or so. Um, so, yeah, that's something to look out for. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, go back, Cats, Captain Insano, in the chat, everyone who's watched live on Twitter. We do appreciate it. And we'll be going head-to-head with Moon after he's doing his uh, NBA pod as we speak. Uh, so go and give uh, me enough a bit of stick in that chat box. Tell him I called him a dick if you want. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Good luck with your bets. Enjoy the baseball. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, I reckon. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. They out for Houston. They got Houston.